0: Good morning and welcome to Beacon Church's latest Sunday morning message. So please you could join us and if this is your first time, as always, you are more than welcome. So please you found us. We are now already over halfway through our March prayer month and just the past week we've been focusing on praying for our nation and this now coming week we are going to be looking at praying for our neighbours and what we mean by that specifically is praying with salvation in mind, the saving of souls, people coming to faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their rescuer. Charles Spurgeon, the very famous Baptist minister once said, our great object of glorifying God is to be mainly achieved by the winning of souls. This is something that is just so fundamentally rooted in the very heart of God because God is love, because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He, he, he is not satisfied to sit back and see humanity lost and separated from him. And he's done everything he can to bridge that chasm that is created by our sin, our selfishness and our brokenness. And all we have to do, all you have to do is to recognize Jesus as, as, as God, as Lord, as the sacrifice that you need. You can't work your way to heaven, but he's done that for us of heaven stepping down to earth. That is what this is about. That is God's great rescue plan that we as now Christians who've who've stepped into that wonderful, wonderful uh, life with him, through him. We get to play a part in that. And that's what this morning is all about. Praying for it and seeking it and stepping into it. And uh, so you're not going to see me again at the end. Um, I just want to keep this concise. And it's a slightly shorter message than usual as well, just to give us more time to get on with the praying, to be honest. Um, But instead, there'll be just a a title card at the end with um, some kind of more practical um, pointers to help us know how to turn this into action for today, for this week and for the weeks to come. Uh, There'll be some songs in the video details as well to help us um, worship through song as well. Celebrate our great God who is doing the rescuing. Um, But uh, I'm just going to pray for us and then I'm going to let the message speak for itself. Lord, we thank you that you are active, that that you love the world so much. You gave your only son and you still love the world so much that you're still saving souls as a result. Lord, we thank you for saving us, those of us that know you. And Lord, we look forward to you um, uh, saving more and rescuing more people and more people stepping into becoming members of your family What it means to be yours. Lord, we thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for what you will do for others. And we look forward to that great harvest. Uh, we thank you for asking us, uh, inviting us to partner with you in this as well, Lord, as a result of this morning's message, where may we rise to the occasion, may we step forward, step up, um, given confidence in Holy Spirit and not in ourselves to play our parts in this. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you will do. Will you speak to us? Will you help us to respond? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. As always, have a great week. Hi, and it is March Prayer Month, uh, Sunday number three. Already, we've been spending lots of concentrated time this month focusing on the giver himself, haven't we, in Thanksgiving and seeking his presence, and then praying for breakthrough and justice across our nation over the past week, which of itself proved to be quite timely yet again, just with the events that that weekend. Uh, Now, today, and this coming week our attention turns to praying for the people around us in part for their blessing but most importantly for their salvation because it's all very well seeking for someone's circumstances to change for the good or for their ease and their comfort which aren't wrong things to be asking for at all but as John pointed out last week even praying for our government for our national leaders ends up being far more about allowing the gospel the good news of Jesus to prosper and to reach far and wide for example, that, that principle pervades through many things. Um, we work alongside CAP. We're in partnership with them and running our own debt centre. And uh, CAP are Christians Against Poverty. They're not just Christians Against Poverty, they're Christians Against Poverty. In as much as when it comes to physical debt help, financial debt help, that is a great thing. That's a tremendous thing. But rescue from an eternal debt is far, far greater. And Cap's unwavering vision, therefore, is that they can't rest in someone being released from financial debt without the offer of eternal rescue having been put on the table too. And in similar ways, as Pete Subitsky helped us see a few weeks further back, while God can and does heal us physically and mentally, and it's a great thing to be gunning after, God's far greater intent is actually rightly that he'd be more glorified in his kingdom increasing and people being rescued, souls being saved. And while we can so often, inevitably, have our attention on what's under our noses in this material world, the things we see, the things we can sense, God's final purpose is rather about what's at stake behind it all. It's about the saving of souls and the building of his family. It's always about bringing lost people home. So we're going to be looking at praying for exactly that. It's a slightly shorter one this week, just to give us more time just to get on with the praying. Uh, There's just three areas I want to look at briefly. Three areas that I and others find so helpful in spurring us on and stirring us in our prayers on this very matter. These are three openings. We're going to be looking at praying for an open heaven, praying for God to move. We're going to be looking at praying for open hearts, Praying for an openness to the gospel. And we're also going to be praying for open mouths. Praying with our own availability in mind to play our part in this wonderful mission. So let's look at those one at a time. First of all, open heaven. Praying for God to move. Because God himself is not willing for anyone to perish. That's not his heart. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. It says, the Lord is not slow to fulfil his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. God wants all people to be saved. In fact, even more explicitly, it says that out loud in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, the passage that uh, John was preaching from last week, says, God our Saviour desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth eternal rescue dwells in and extends from the very heart of god and on top of that he doesn't need us to save other people either Uh, it's now a well-known documented fact that in the muslim world jesus appears to people in their dreams and they come to faith and then start looking for fellow believers and to find a church community to knit into in a very difficult place to do so. But it just proves a point. He, do- he doesn't need us to save other people. He can get on to do it himself. But he loves to partner with us, which is something we'll look at later in a minute. But the point here I'm trying to make is that we're not the ones who are doing the rescue. He is. Only God himself, in the first place, can draw people to Jesus. Jesus says so out loud in John chapter 6 um, verses 44 and then later in verse 65 he says no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and then later on he, he repeats it he says this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the father God is the one who does the saving and it's rooted in his utter joy to do so And so, it therefore becomes our privilege to pray for a move of the Holy Spirit to bring conviction of sin to open hearts. John chapter 16 verse 8, Jesus again says, And when he, Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. This is about divinely inspired conviction and repentance. Because Turning to Christ is not about choosing a favourite option from a menu of available religions. Turning to Christ is about being led to recognise his unwavering holiness and our sin and Jesus' gobsmacking sacrifice in dealing with that on our behalf that we might be made free and made whole. Dane Altland is an American pastor and writer and he says, Christ was sent not to mend wounded people, or wake sleepy people, or advise confused people, or inspire bored people, or spur on lazy people, or educate ignorant people, but to raise dead people. Through Holy Spirit, Jesus pursues and convicts and raises to life. Holy Spirit is his supreme agent in this family business of Rescuing souls and of bringing lost people home, and as Christians, therefore, in asking for an open heaven, we're not twisting God's arm to do something. We're actually catching up with the one who desires to save people far more than we do, and who does all the hard work. So let's be praying for an open heaven. Firstly, for the Holy Spirit to pour out on those around us to fulfil His promise of mass rescue and transformation. Amen. Amen. Which brings us perfectly to the second opening. Open heaven. Let's also be praying for open hearts, praying for an openness to the gospel. Because in the 17th 17th century, Galileo and the Vatican had a very famous, very big spat about whether the sun revolved around the earth, as had been believed for centuries or longer, or that the earth revolved around the sun as Galileo was finally proven to be correct about. The trouble with the human race, actually, is that we so often think that the world revolves around us. And we do. We automatically assume that we're the main character in our life. And it still seeps into our mindsets as Christians when it comes to unanswered prayers and so on. It's not about us at all in the first place. And this is all because our fleshly... Sinful original graduate gravitation is to place ourselves on a pedestal to think that we've got all the answers or to consider us as, as, just consider ourselves as something which we're not, which extends right back to the original problem in the garden when sin first appeared and it's something that is in all of us from conception and that's the problem. sin. And we need Christ, God himself to cleanse us and set us free from that. And therefore, we shouldn't be surprised when people are resistant to what is literally the best news they could ever hear there is an inbuilt resistance in mankind's original nature to god's rule and god's reign i mean think back to when you became a Christian. was it your ingenuity and hard work and research that saved you uh, actually heck no it was his gracious kind and patient whispers that softened your heart stirred those questions And open your heart to gladly receive his free gift of rescue and lordship. It wasn't us. It was him. And right there is where we find this next focus for prayer. That he might open hearts in order to receive the good news in the first place. There's a lovely moment in Acts chapter 16 where Paul, he's turned up in Philippi. He's there for barely not much more than a week and leaves a church plant behind. (laughs) Good old Paul. But some of the people he finds down by the river includes this lady called Lydia. She's a businesswoman there. And uh, verse 14 of this chapter says, The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Now, while, while Paul was being faithful in a simple sharing of the good news, God had to open Lydia's heart in order to pay attention and to receive it. So let's pray for that, that God will open hearts. And on a related note, in fact, Paul also says in Colossians chapter 4, verse 3, uh, in his letter there, he says, Pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ. We have our own part to play in that, again, that I'll come to in a moment. But here Paul is demonstrating that God himself provides openings for his gospel to travel and to take root. So let's be asking him. For those opportunities, for those moments, may doors open and hearts receive. And ultimately, it then stirs people to call on Him. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And while you and I can't save anyone, and we can't persuade a stubborn heart in the first place either, let's be asking the one who can do both those things that more people will call on His name. And be saved so let's be praying for an open heaven for spirit to move let's be praying for open hearts to receive the good news which then does however come back to the fact that while God doesn't need us in the slightest to save people he loves to invite us into partnering with him in this wonderful endeavor and so let's also be praying for our third and final focus open mouths our mouths because his desire is to work through us and time and time again we discover that as we pray for certain things to happen so often if we're truly listening we find that he's asking us to play a practical part in the answer that he gives matthew chapter 9 verses 37 and 38 uh, jesus says to his disciples the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray earnestly to the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest the harvest there note is plentiful it's a great encouragement for starters but he's saying pray for the laborers and that therefore praying includes our availability our attention our listening it's not something we just throw out there that'll get done over there then it involves the possibility of us being part of the sol- of god's solution just note there that when Jesus says, pray for the workers, pray for the laborers, that includes a cheeky wink. Jesus is eyeballing you and me <laughs> while he's saying it. Because this is something that we're all called to be involved in. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when Jesus is talking to his disciples and therefore us. he says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth see while we're not all called to be evangelists as i was explaining the other week evangelists are a gift to the church helping all of god's people grow in the work of evangelism nevertheless we are all called to be witnesses everyone a witness it's just sharing your experience of what jesus has done for you that's something you can do it's never been about inviting people to church i hasten to add it's always been about inviting people to meet with Jesus for themselves by telling our stories and pointing them to him it's never been about inviting people to church it's always been about inviting people to meet with Jesus for themselves and if that truly happens the church bit will work itself out so let's ensure that we're inviting Holy Spirit on a regular basis to fill us to the brim to be being filled and to gird us for the work ahead just giving us a simple confidence in who we know and what he's done for us. The great commission in Matthew 28 that Jesus shares is, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. that we will go may that be our prayer not just followers but fishers if you remember from the other week this involves a willingness on our behalf Uh, but if you don't feel that or if you're lacking in confidence guess who can bolster that for you guess who can help you let's ask him for help to speak up and to speak out which leaves us with one final scripture that can be our prayerful moment of choice in this matter in isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 you see the prophet having seen the glory of the lord for himself and his own human brokenness in comparison isaiah hears jesus himself say whom shall i send and who will go for us then i isaiah said here am i send me lord may that more than ever um, be our prayer may more than ever may you help us get to our feet open our mouths and join in on your wonderful mission of bringing the lost home will you do that for us help us by holy spirit we pray let's be praying for an open heaven for holy spirit to move let's be praying for open hearts to receive the good news in the first place and let's pray for open mouths that we might be willing to go to be sent by him now may there be a fresh fire in our bellies as a result may there be a fresh awareness and urgency that people are truly lost that he is truly present by holy spirit helping us along the way and let's be praying as we go let's get praying